magical place we could go So close your eyes and make a wish For the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds And the seas with ridiculous fish The Dutch Arcade Show is here again Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show <gasps> 499. Oh my god. 499. Next one is 500. Then I can just die uh have a complete life. Yeah. I was thinking that that we just stop at 500 out of nowhere. Yeah. The complete anthology. We definitely don't have anything special planned, so that, Maybe we that would be something special. Dig up the corpse of Mike Mead. Yeah, I know. Oh, God. How rad would it be? I wonder if we can do this in a week. Wrangle Mike Mead and wrangle Brad and oh, do yeah. a big reunion show. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Don't I'll get ask Brad. He's, he's very anti-podcast these days now that he works for a big publicly traded company. Well, he's just, he seems, well, you probably play with him on Xbox, so yeah, it seems, yeah, but I feel like he's on. not social presence anymore anywhere. No, I feel he's, like he's, he's vanished. Yeah, which is a shame. I love Brad. Um, but anyway, yeah, 500, man, that's a big milestone. Yeah. Probably not a ton of podcasts out there to get to 500, because it takes 10 years, unless you do them oh. like every day or something. Yeah, I mean, you could get to 500 really quick if you did them every hour. Maybe we should start doing one every hour. <laughs> the hourly podcast. Yeah. Uh, we could just light, live stream or whatever that stuff is. Uh, where you just we just stream your daily life. Mukbang. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> What's mukbang? Oh, I don't know you, if I want to ask what mukbang it's, is. It's um, those streams on Twitch where there's just someone eating. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen those? Like the weirdest no, thing. I, I don't. I, I don't like watching people eat. I think eating's just kind of gross to me. I think there's like, I don't know, like like so much of, like like so many things on Twitch, it's like really hard to figure out like, is this a thing that people are doing and watching because like it's genuinely something that they're interested in? Or is it just like a gateway into an OnlyFans kind of thing? Like, yeah, you know, like you could really don't know. roll the dice on just anything on Twitch like that these days. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird to me that someone would want... I mean, a lot of things that people watch are weird to me, but... Because it seems like the ones that I've seen, and I don't know, I'm not huge on mukbang or whatever, but it's usually, typically the highlights that I see, like, pop up on, you know, Twitter or wherever people post these is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like a scantily clad woman, like, eating, like, pasta very messily. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's just like, nothing. I mean, hey man, about that. different strokes for different folks, but I right. I see that stuff. I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. That but I'm I'm the kind of person uh, that like really just like I am very irritated by like eating sounds. No, same. And yeah, that's the that's I know the main that, problem is the sound. I know that that's a uh, a weird thing to be worked up over, but like it's like such a pet peeve when I I can hear people like chewing with their mouth open and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Pam uh, hates bananas. I don't, she says she hates the taste, but I, the real reason is that she hates how bananas sound when you're eating them. And that's like an especially I don't like, like the texture. It's just like noisy. eating mush. Yeah, I don't know. 
They're good. I like bananas. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway, well, do you yeah, wanna, I guess you we could start doing that. On the drama of the week? Or do you want to avoid yes. the drama of the week? Let's talk about the drama. Was it which which drama? Oh, yeah, I guess that is kind of the qualifier, right? No, the 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 uh, uh what game is it? The XCOM XCOM looks like shit drama. Oh, I don't know yeah. Yeah, I've got thoughts on that whole thing. Um, I think uh shoot. I tweeted out a I forget who the name guy's name was. It did a big Twitter thread about yeah. it, but like he he kind of hit the nail on the head with the whole thing where it's like um like the whole premise and if you don't know what we're talking about like Kotaku posted a thing about this soft launch XCOM mobile game. Yeah, it was like some and, some um, dingleberry at Kotaku like stumbled across uh, a soft launch version of the game in like some wacky territory, you know, like oh, I yeah. downloaded this in Singapore, or, you know, or something like that, right? Like clearly a very I obvious. I think he like, said he played it. I think he oh, just wow. saw video. Somebody posted a video of it on YouTube or something. Oh. The, the well, soft launch. Well, that's even version. worse than if you didn't actually play it. <laughs> but like the whole premise was like. This is nothing like XCOM. This is a shitty mobile game. Isn't mobile gaming so shitty and stupid and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, but like the whole thing is just kind of like, the whole thing is just, the falls apart when he's like, it's a soft launch game. He's going on about like, oh, they must be so embarrassed by this game themselves because they didn't even make you know put out a press release that it's releasing or anything like that and it was like that's not how soft launches work like at all and it's 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 similar to like if a game was in like beta or something you wouldn't be like argue like pre-beta even you know because like yeah yeah alpha like you know there's not i mean sometimes companies will do that they're like hey we're going into beta because maybe they want to announce that or whatever but it's not like typical to be like all right everyone here's phase one alpha a barely working prototype of our game. Everyone check it out. You know, it's that's not, and that's essentially what soft launch is. And it seems like he just didn't know that. Yeah. Which made all of his like points just totally move. I mean, like, I think there's something to be said. There's some arguments to be made about like, this game doesn't capture the XCOM feel, or maybe it is just a shitty free to play mobile game that sucks or whatever. But like when you just don't even know the basic, you know, like fundamental, facts yeah. about how like a mobile game releases then it kind of makes it all pointless that, so. that really bugged me like the uh, the original they edited the article pretty quickly as people are like uh dude what in the fuck is wrong with you um mm-hmm. but yeah the, the original text was like seriously just bonkers it was like just and, and the, the problem is this happened this still kind of happens like all the time you know it's just like quintessential like yeah. i know nothing about how mobile stuff works i saw this thing and i'm pissed and I'm going to get other people <laughs> pissed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, because reason X, Y, and Z. And it's just like, I don't, it's so super frustrating to me because like, so what, what I've kind of learned, you know, from, from being on the, the production side of things now for the last, I don't know, like however, two, two, three years, however long I've mm-hmm. been away from touch arcade. Um, is that like there, you know, the, these kind of articles, like, they don't do anything like do anything positive, I guess I should say, because like, right. You know, when, when you're working on a game, like there is no one more acutely aware of the things that suck in that game than the people that are working on it. Right. Like, yeah. Like the game that I have right now that I'm working on in soft launch has a lot of problems and we're, we're super mm-hmm. aware of it. Right. Uh, and that's yeah. what we're working on. I mean, that's why it's in soft launch. That's, you know, it's getting updated all the time. Like it's marching forward and it's, uh, you know, update after update gets a little bit better. Um, yeah. 
and that's just kind of what you do. And the, the problem is, um, like all, all this, all these kind of articles serve to do is just like punish the people working on the game because like, I cannot even imagine the amount of fucking damage control I would need to do if, you know, a website the size of Kotaku had an article that basically went viral that said like the thing that I'm working on is shit. I mean, like it would just be endlessly forwarded throughout like, you know, my company and the different stakeholders in the game and, you know, every, everything else. And like, it would honestly be just complete and total nightmare. I mean, it would take up weeks of my time dealing with it. Well, also imagine doing that to a non-mobile, non-free-to-play yeah. game that was in early alpha and playing it and being like, this game is shit. It well, is terrible. It has yeah. all these problems. And, so, and someone not else, giving it the benefit of the doubt that it's like still in production. Yeah. As someone else pointed out too. I mean, it's like, you know, these are the same. I'm not saying this is the same author specifically, but like, you know, these kind of websites in general will be the same mm-hmm. kind of websites that I'll post about like, hey, check out this like ultra jank little kind of unreal game that's super broken, but, you know, yeah. is, is kind of goofy. Like, you know, ch- check yeah. it out kind of thing, you yeah. know? And then like you have a mobile game come across as like basically a functional alpha available in very limited regions. And it's just like, all right, we're fucking going ham on this thing. We're telling you just how much it sucks yeah, and everything else, which I don't know. It's just like disappointing that um, mobile in general continues to just be kind of like the, the punching bag of kind of like the games journalism industry, if you want to call it that. And meanwhile, it's the fastest growing yeah. gaming segment in the world. I mean, it's taking over everything. Out, out earns every other type of gaming tenfold and it's just like i i feel like we're at a point now where in five or ten years you know you look out of touch now but i mean i feel like even in america where that sort of thing is kind of like the pervasive thought about mobile gaming you're gonna look super out of touch once it's like yeah i mean it's to me it's peak here right To, to me it kind of vibes like when the internet was new and all the newspaper people were like making fun of the internet you know Mm-hmm. And like, how fucking poorly did that vibe age, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, like, I've never really been able to figure out why it is that some of these bigger sites, like, seem to have such a vested interest in making sure that, like, everyone knows that mobile sucks or everyone thinks that mobile sucks, right? Because, like, there's a lot of cool shit that happens on on this platform. And it's like, sure, it's it's work and you have to kind of cover it differently. And, like, you know, you mm-hmm. have to approach it differently and stuff. But... I mean, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's exactly why though, is because yeah. it's work and to find the cool stuff takes effort. Yeah. And it's not even really like, Oh, you're dumb and lazy and you're not doing that. It's like, well, covering console and PC is a handful in itself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you almost just need somebody that's specific to platforms or whatever, right. or to have right. a mobile person that's like, Hey, I follow the mobile beat so I can talk about the actual cool things and talk about the crappy things when they happen too, but from like a point of intelligence about, yeah. you know, I think what also kind of drives me nuts about this sort of thing. And, and you know, this isn't unique to the situation at all. We've seen this year, you know, like for years, but um, people will point at, at things like this and be like, Oh, this is so disappointing. They just took this thing that I like and just ripped off like raid shadow legends or whatever. But and I had someone in my, my Twitter mentions that was, that was pointing this out. And I was like, dude, raid shadow legends has 380 million players. Like, you know, you might not like it personally, but like, right. particularly in the world of free games, like yeah. people vote with their eyes and with their wallets, you know? So like, yeah. it might not be something that you specifically like, but the amount mm-hmm. of people that are playing and 
spending, you know, presumably because they are enjoying the game. Otherwise they wouldn't spend money in it. Um, you know, like dwarfs pretty much any fucking console game that you come up with. And, and a lot of the times, you know, we, we, and we talked about this to death with that, um, was it the final fantasy game of war reskin? Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And that like, you know, it's a fairly common thing to do to take a gameplay formula that works and apply like an IP that people might be interested in because like, right. You know, you say say what you will about Game of War, but like it's you know if you get into it, it's kind of a fun game. You know, and like yeah, maybe you know what attracted you to it was the front door said Final Fantasy on it. You know, yeah. and that's cool. Well, there's no there's no like lack of of free to play mobile games that are all basically the same thing yeah. but with different branding. Like yeah. there's a Simpsons thing, there's a Family Guy thing, there's a thing for Star Wars, there's a thing for whatever sort of like thing is is that you're into. And I think what annoys me about this stuff is like, okay, this XCOM mobile game, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. We don't know yet because it's still in the works, but um, it's not meant to replace XCOM. It's not the new XCOM game. It doesn't make XCOM 1 and 2 go away. It's not taking anything away from XCOM 3 being worked on. You know, none of those things, too. It's meant as like a secondary thing for people like XCOM that's like... Hey, I love XCOM, and now I have this mobile game that I can whip out and grind in and collect shit in, and that's like what these games are meant to be. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why people don't get that. Yeah, I, I just like I, I never have understood the disconnect between people thinking that it's like always an either or kind of thing w- with these sort yeah. of projects. You know, and like God, the, the Call of Duty uh, community is so fucking bad with this sort of thing because like you know, they, there's this like prevailing assumption that like Activision is not working on anti-cheat stuff because they released a new skin this week when it's like, man, that skin is made by a 3d artist that if you were like, okay, we're pulling you (laughs) off making skins this week. We need everyone working on anti-cheat stuff. They wouldn't know the first fucking thing to do because they're a 3d artist. Like they model guns. Like that's their job, you know? That's their specialty. That's a lot, and and that's really aggravating. You know, and and it's the same thing with this. Like, you know, this is some you know small studio that seems like no one's heard of. You know, it's not the any anyone that's like a core part of the XCOM development team or anything else. It's just like an offshoot that someone was like, "Hey, you know, this game uh, seems pretty cool. It seems to be doing well. Like, we've got XCOM sitting around. If we need to have an XCOM mobile game, like, why don't we just kind of mash these things together and see what happens? Like, that's yeah." That's yeah. the extent I can almost with a hundred percent confidence say that that is the extent of the discussion that went into this kind of project. Not, Oh, let me, Oh, this is, yeah. let's cancel all future XCOM development because we want to yeah. make the most abusive free to play game in the history of video gaming. <laughs> and the XCOM suckers are the perfect people to exploit money out of. Yes. Like, this is just not how it works. This is what XCOM will be from now on. Yeah. 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 This mobile game. And we're, we're delisting yeah, the know. XCOM games from the Xbox and PlayStation stores <laughs> and taking them down off steam. Like, yeah. like I, I just like, don't even know where this kind of thinking comes from. It's so stupid. It's really absurd. And um, another part of that that drives me nuts with things like this is that um, there's a whole segment of people out there that don't understand that sometimes people spend money in a mobile game because they actually want to. Yeah. They weren't all conned into it. And like, yeah, there's exploitive free-to-play and stuff, and there's a conversation to be had about that. But also, sometimes people want to spend that money on something, yeah. and it's of value to them. And people have disposable income. And some of them have a lot of it. You know, that's yeah. what whales are. I mean, <clears throat> like yeah, people no, don't understand how someone could spend a thousand dollars in a mobile game, 
But to that person, a thousand dollars is meaningless. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, if you're living off food stamps and then you're spending money on a mobile game, like that's a bad thing. But I don't know. It just drives me nuts that everyone's like, oh, well, it's a free to play gotcha game. So basically they just conned anybody that ever spent money on it into uh they they brainwash them into spending money or something like that it's like it's like super super not true like if your game is not fun people will delete it like that's yeah that's as simple as 98 or 99 percent of them don't ever pay anything ever and still play it for years so yeah god i'm I'm, not to keep bringing stuff back to call of duty but like (laughs) you know the the warzone subreddit like someone was posting like yeah like just ranting about how the people that are buying cosmetics in the game are the people that are ruining the game because if everyone boycotted buying stuff then activision would do thing x y and z and i was no i I made the mistake of responding and being like dude i don't know i just buy skins that look cool like i enjoy playing this game like sure you run into cheaters every now and again you know that's same that's true of any game uh not a big deal i just you know get killed and requeue play a different game it's fine uh and sometimes they release stuff that i think yeah sometimes they release stuff that i think looks neat and Mm -hmm. i spend 10 bucks on it Uh, that's that's the extent of my thought process on this is like i like this game that thing looks cool it's 10 bucks sure fuck it let's go you know yeah that's a it's you know as exploit exploitative as mobile gaming can be or whatever nobody ever wants to sit around talk about how exploitative the uh, like console and PC games to have their moments too. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's like, you know, in order to make those arguments, you need to be kind of doing it under this bad faith assumption that any extra purchase in a game beyond a $60 purchase price is the yeah. game ripping you off. Yeah. Right. When, like with call of duty, you could play that game forever and spend or with Warzone, You could spend nothing. You know, you never need to get yeah. a cosmetic or anything. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't make your gun any stronger. Yeah nothing yeah. improves for you in the game it's seriously just playing dress up for your guy and yeah it's very that clear was one of the strongest you know, uh, in that twitter thread i was talking about one of the strongest things he said was like there's a whole generation of people that think that free-to-play mobile games are the ripoff and now there's this new generation of people that think paying 60 dollars for a game that sucks yeah. is the ripoff you know that's the way they see it and there's they're right you know both both sides have a good argument there but like Man, I've spent so many full price, bought so many full price games that sucked and yeah. regretted it. And that's sixty dollars. Yeah, I don't know the last time I spent sixty dollars on a video game at all. That's you know what I mean. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. I, I mean, I would always get into that when I was arguing with kids on the Touch Arcade forum about like that kind of stuff. It's like, man, you know, if if the Wii, if all the games on the Wii U were free to play, I would be ahead about $500 right now because I just kept right. buying games through that dumb system and just like didn't really like many of them. And, yeah. you know, you get home with your $60 game and you play for an hour and you're like, yeah, I don't know, that's just kind of not for me. And then it's like, what do you do there? I don't know, sell it on eBay and maybe get like 30 bucks back and lose a ton of your time fucking around on it. and Or get 10 at GameStop. Get 10 on GameStop <laughs> versus, I don't know, whatever. It is it is what it is. Yeah, it's weird, but that's also to the point of like the you know, these takes are going to look like they're coming from a dinosaur not too long in the future. Yeah. Where it's like, and it, I, I feel like the same argument can be made for the people that are like, you can't play games on touchscreens. Touchscreen controls are garbage or whatever. And it's like, tell that to the 15 year old kid that murders in all the Call of Duties or Modern yeah. Warfare yeah. or PUBG or whatever. Yeah. That's like playing better than you probably could with a controller. Yeah. I mean, they. 
God, that is, it's not, it's normal to them. That is certainly true of uh, watching uh, some of like the, I don't know, like pro players or really good players play like um, mm-hmm. Arena of Valor or League of Legends Wild Rift or whatever. Yeah. It's like, man, you're playing better on yeah. a touchscreen than I can on a fucking computer with a keyboard and mouse. Like, that's yeah. crazy. I've never really bought that argument because I've always been like, dude, you're a gamer. You adapt or yeah. you learn how to play well. You know what I mean? I feel like so many people are like, this isn't what I'm used to, so it's shit. And uh, that's just a bad attitude to have. Yeah. But um, I mean, I used to be that kind that of person. People just grow up with it now. Yeah. That's just normal to them. I, I used to be that kind of person about playing first person shooters on consoles. And then Halo came out and it was right. like, all right, well, do you want to watch all your friends play this game because it's not on PC yeah. or do you want to just fucking figure it out and <laughs> yeah, right. once i figured it out it was a ton of fun and now i yeah. almost prefer playing first person shooters with a controller yeah no i get it yeah so it's it's silly so know. anyway that was the big drama of the week um dotw i'm sort of <clears throat> surprised it blew up as big as it did because it like articles that just blatantly talk shit about a mobile game are like pretty common and don't you know catch yeah. that much Dime a uh, dozen or whatever. Arguably. Right. So I thought it was kind of interesting that that, like I saw that and I was like, rolled my eyes and was like, yeah. you know, whatever. And then was surprised later to see it be like this. I think, it, I think it's thing. because it was such an ignorant, bad take that like it was just irresistible to, to you know. Yeah. I think it, even mobile detractors looked at that and was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't good at like, all. Particularly, um, I, I don't know. And I think overall what just really drove me nuts about that is like the soft launch process and how you launch a mobile game is not a secret. You know, like if there's right. one thing no, that people in the mobile industry love to do, it's like compare notes with how you try to yeah. figure out this fucking stupid market of mobile yeah. junk. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if he just would have like bounced that off of like literally anyone. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, dude, this is probably a very early soft launch. It probably has a hundred people playing it. It's keep an eye on it because it'll get better. And that would have been the right. end of it, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. But whatever. Um, anyway, let's move on and talk about something fun like the play date. Ooh, yeah. So <clears throat> they had their big um, play date. Had their big uh, whatever like video. Uh, little event thing, what, like a, last month? or I don't even Something remember what like it was. That. It was, it was around E3 time, whenever that was. Like, yeah, time I is, guess a month ago. Time is meaningless to me. Time is meaningless. Um, and they said they were going to be opening up pre-orders in July. And then July came, and I'm like, woohoo! And now here it is, three weeks into July, and I was like, dude, you're running out of time. <laughs> and so um, I even said, I, I saw somebody related to Playdate, say something on twitter that was like we're gonna make july it's gonna be close but we're gonna make july and i was like okay so um yesterday they officially announced that uh playdate will open for pre-orders on july 29th and um as they've already stated the pre-orders won't sell out they you just buy it you pay for it you get put in line and according to what you know what number you were i really like this and then I, this everyone style. should do this and yeah. then they they ship one out they did say that um stock wise they have about twenty thousand that will ship this year and then um anybody beyond that will ship next year and they'll also kind of scale up their manufacturing based on how popular this pre-ordering yeah. goes so i mean we live in a bubble where maybe yeah. we're the only people that care about this thing and to me it seems like especially after going through the steam deck stuff last week where Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, 
I don't know that how mainstream popular is going to be. I know like the gaming sphere might be excited to try and pre-order, but I was really blown away when the pre-orders went up and stuff. And then you could even see that it surpassed like 60,000 units or whatever. Like I yeah. would, that's way beyond what I would have thought. So, well also, yeah, but, but you know, as we kind of mentioned last week, it's a totally different thing when it's like, you have to pay your pre-order in full, like the play date True. versus like you can dip your toe in on five bucks and kind of see what happens. Over and cancel it anytime. Yeah. 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 Why wouldn't you just throw five bucks down yeah. just in case? So, that's not the case with the play date. You have to pay for it in full up front, but you can cancel any time up until the point they ship it out to you. So if you change your mind, whatever. But you got to have the 180 bucks or 200 if you want a uh, case, um, pay it up front tomorrow yeah. or next week. So, um, and it's a limit of two per person, too. So I even thought like, just, I don't want to, but should I buy two just in case? Yeah, I, was I, don't, kinda, I think I'm just going to stick with one. I was kind of wondering. Um, if I should, if I shouldn't pre-order two just to help a bro out, if like, yeah, if they know. are crazy popular or something yeah. like that, but maybe they're not. Cause see, I'm really curious to see that 20,000 number. I feel like that's a big number for something like this. Yes. If they're going to fly through those or if it's like, okay, pre-orders have been open for all weekend and we haven't surpassed that 20. And yeah. so that's. This yeah. is the limit of how popular this thing God, is. God, I have I seriously have no idea how this is. I don't even know how you predict I think this. It could like, go totally either way. No, for real. Like, I feel like it will not surprise me either way if it's like, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, it's like into next week, and it's like, hey, man, we still have that initial twenty thousand. Anyone wants to get in on it, like, you'll you'll get it this right. year. Or if it's like, yeah, the website's fucked. It's been it's been down since like whatever time, yeah. like ten o'clock in zero yeah. one seconds. It's just been down. Like it yeah. keeps spitting out my credit card info because it can't process all the transactions. Yeah. Like it's going to be one or the other. Like I do not, I do not see a reality where it's just like, Hey, cool. We got, you know, 20,000 or 25,000 pre-orders. Like we're really excited yeah, about that. Real like, smooth. Yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like most people get them this year. A few people get them early next year and you know, like keep ordering yeah. if you want, you'll get yours in like January. Like, right. I, right. I really would be surprised if that was how it turns out. Well, I think even if we're in a bubble, I think there's the bubble's big enough that it's going to, the, there's going to be website problems, right? Yeah. I almost nobody can yeah. do this sort of thing. Well, right. God, dude, like <laughs> what pre-order thing has there been like ever that, no, you know, has I, like I, had exactly. any hype around it where it's like, Oh yeah, that worked great. You know, yeah. other than I guess like Apple, but you know, to be fair, they've, they've re they've refined their pre-order process over, yeah, it's what, taken a know, decade to yeah, figure decade it out. Yeah, decade of releases. <clears throat> right. Um, yeah, so I don't I, I don't know how it goes. I don't even know how you can improve this process. I was even thinking, like, everyone that signed up for the email thing that's interested in pre-ordering, like, randomly throw them into a queue in a certain order and, have you know, yeah. have it be a big random thing, um, which that might suck because maybe you end up at the end or something like that. But at least everyone's not racing at the same time to try to do the same thing. Yeah, I just I don't but, know how you do it fair. Like, I, I, because yeah, I don't know. Like, like random seems like it sucks because if you were like a major early adopter on that kind of thing, like yeah. you'd be like, oh, what the hell? Like, you know, they they pick someone that like subscribed you yesterday. You could be some yeah boner that never heard of this thing and just saw it on Twitter and was like, oh, on a lark, I'm just gonna yeah, yeah. spend two hundred bucks on this thing and then be the first in line. And yeah, yeah. but also. Um, well, whatever. I guess we'll see. One thing they did confirm, which made me happy, is that uh, Apple Pay is supported and oh, that you won't need to have a login or anything like that. 
So in theory, um, you could just, just go work. to the website, click the button, double yeah, tap the side of the phone and be done. That's my hope is that, yeah, a quick fingerprint check and we're good to go. So I don't have to like, because even with Steam, I know we talked about last week, mm-hmm. like you had, you had pre-added the money yeah. in your wallet, which made yeah. a difference. But I, I did that like halfway through the process. But it did make it way easier because it's not contacting a third party for anything. Um, so I'm hoping that Apple Pay, even though it is a third party, it's all pretty seamless and not like I need to enter my credit card number over and over and over because the website keeps you know, deleting it or something. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But anyway, really happy with the play date. Also, there's a handful of um, hands-on previews that launched um, at the same time as their, their pre-order announcement. Oh, really? I missed that. Um, I was so busy when this... Yeah, like uh, uh, ours got a hands-on, um, iMore... And um, somebody else. I'm very disappointed that I was not included in this as the predominant Playdate influencer. Yeah, I know. I think I'm credited Um, as having the first semi-viral tweet about the Playdate. So, oh, really? What did you do? I think we. I think remember because we 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 were at PAX and we like raced to the Playdate. Like, oh yeah, remember? So we had like the very first uh, hands-on video. That's right. Yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we're awesome. Why didn't we get early units? Um, I can't find out who the last. Uh, the other no love for the OG uh, Playdate influencers, I guess. I guess not. They're too cool now. Oh, and Gadget has a hands-on. Yeah, so I Gadget, you, I'm more. I'm talking to a friend of mine that um, I guess just heard about this today that I consider really? kind of pretty tuned into gaming stuff and yeah. was asking me about yeah. it, being like, this seems really expensive. Like, why would I spend $180 on this? And I was like, yeah. And it was actually kind of an interesting conversation because I was like, I was like, well, you know, like it's kind of a weird value prop. Like you can't just consider it as like a $180 handheld because like you're getting the first season of games, which is like 21 yeah. games 24. minimum plus Plus, yeah. they're saying there's surprises. So, you know, it could be like 30 games or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Y- y- would you have felt better if it was like a hundred bucks, but then you had to like buy each game for $10 or yeah. like a hundred bucks right, right, and right. like buy the season one subscription for 80 bucks or like. Even if you, even if you valued every game at $5, which I feel like is low, even in yeah. indie gaming terms, um, it's still like kind of a deal, I think. Yeah. But, you know, not everybody's like, oh, I want the f- two, the first two dozen games that come out for any new system. Yeah. You don't want to buy every one of those, too. So it's right. like you're going to get games that maybe you don't like. Yeah. But you got them anyway. Yeah. I mean, basically. But I think that's the part of the fun of this thing. Yeah. I mean, it basically came down to I was like, well, you know who I think this is really for is like, you know, people that want to see like that want to play the next Zach Cage game or the next Bennett Foddy game or the next Sean Inman yeah. game and stuff like that. And, yeah. and my buddy was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And I was like, well, there you go. This probably is not <laughs> this for isn't you. For you. <laughs> so through, through the hands-ons, the, the couple that I've read so far, um, there's some interesting information. And one of, one of them was actually um, in talking to uh, some of the Playdate people, um, their, their original like concept was like, wouldn't it be cool if there was a game and watch but that it like the game could change every once in a while or whatever. Yeah. And that's what gave them this whole started them on this, this process of like releasing the games each week and in the fashion that they are or whatever. And it, originally the idea was going to be like, okay, week one is this game. And then when the next game comes out, the first game disappears and oh, then you can't play it anymore. So it's like week by week. Um, you could only play that one new game for that one week or whatever. And I was like, 
that's an interesting idea, but that wouldn't fly at all. Like if you don't finish it in time or yeah. whatever, you'd be so mad if it was like gone. But um, but it's interesting the way that they're doing it. You'll get it was originally going to be twelve games. Now it's twenty four, and you'll get two a week every Monday. And um, what I didn't realize, I I assumed okay, let's say I get a play date day one. You turn the thing on, and that initializes the you're in week one. Um, I th- assumed like, hey, if somebody gets it a month later, you turn it on. You just have a batch of like four yeah. or eight games or whatever. Is that not how it is? It doesn't work. It's individual to the system. Oh, so interesting. if you get a game a month later, you turn it on. Your first week is my same first week games. And you don't get the next week's games until your next week. So like... I don't it's know if I like that or I, not. I, I like it. I, the way I envisioned it was like, okay, everybody that has one day one, we're all going to be talking about those, those yeah. first two games because that's all we have. But then the next week, we're all going to be talking about the next two new right, games. Right, right. But it's not necessarily going to be like that. Yeah. It doesn't sound like. It sounds like it's going to be per system. So, you know, if I'm playing week four's batch of games, but you got yours a month later, you have to wait a month to talk about or play the games that I'm playing now, which that seems weird to me, but yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's cool too. Hmm. Some people might prefer that. Cause it's like, if you're like a wait and see kind of person, you're going to be like, okay, well cool. Now, you know, I'm going to wait till all the games are out to decide if I really want to yeah, buy this thing yeah, for yeah. 200 bucks or not. Um, yeah, so I don't know, but that it, it's interesting. Like the whole thing yeah. is interesting to me. I guess by doing that, so I don't know what's what's the better approach because like I really liked the idea of like kind of like the shared social experience of like oh holy shit like everyone check out the game yeah. that just that just dropped today you know like that seems yeah, really right. cool yeah um but I guess at the same time by not like just dumping a ton of games on someone like you're you're not giving them the opportunity to be like I don't even know what to play I'm just gonna check out one or yeah. two of these kind of thing you know like you're kind of forcing them to go through the release cadence which yeah but then like is there going to be like off time in the season like like or are these people always going to be know. behind i don't know i mean that's another thing too is this is a season of games so presumably if there's a season two does everyone start season two on the same date because now they all have their systems or whatever i would yeah. think yes but um either way it's still interesting it's still kind of weird but cool. It's a. It's different. For yeah, sure. I don't. I don't really uh, dig that. I. I. That's. Because uh, that's going to kind of bum me out if like I'm not in the initial batch then, right? Because like if you don't get yours, yeah, you're going to be behind until like yeah. January. You know, you're going to be like, oh right. man, I want to play the game right. everyone's talking about. Like, yeah. I don't want to be you know four weeks behind. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, I'm not sure. I. I'm down for whatever they do. I mean, it's not like yeah. I'm going to change their mind or anything. But um, I do think it's interesting. It's unique and. Um, I don't know. It'll be cool. But I also think one of the things they said, their big um, reasons for doing the staggered weekly releases was to give each game proper time for people to actually play. Yeah, yeah. So I like you're it. saying, and and we've made this argument with like Apple Arcade 2 where it's like, man, you shouldn't have firehosed 80 games on people right. on day one because it's overwhelming. But um, and so they didn't want to do that. So I could even see you buy a play date six months down the line. You're going to be like, oh, crap, here's like. 50 games that I just all, I don't know what to play or whatever. So staggering them out makes it be like, okay, I can play these two games all week and I either like them or I don't, but 
you know, it, it forces you into wanting, needing wonder, to play something. I wonder if there's kind of like a good in-betweener where it's like, okay, so you, I have my play date, say for instance, like I have my play date now. You get your play yeah. date a month from now. Yeah. Like, what if, like, I, I get on the same game release cadence cycle and then like once uh-huh. you've exhaust, like once you've hit the end of season one, I'm basically starting at the front of season one. So I'll say for instance, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, I buy the, so the whatever thing. the difference is, you start in the middle of the season, yeah, but yeah. then you so make like, up for it after. So like we would both start at yeah. like, so like we would both be on game nine that Monday, game nine yeah. and game 10 yeah, that right. Monday. Because and yeah. then nine and ten would be the first games that I would play, and then when we hit twenty four, then my next week would be one and two, and then three and yeah. four, and then I five or six, saying. you know. To yeah, kinda, that's a, oh, like keep everyone hey, on the same page. So get out of here! <laughs> I don't know how I, I don't know how I triggered SIRI, but uh, I did. I don't know. I anyway, think I'm going to send him an email and be like, Hey, I think you should do this. And they'll probably it's tell an interesting me idea or, um, even being like, uh, Hey, you started halfway through the season. Um, but if you like beat the earlier games soon, like make it to the end or whatever, um, you can unlock the next week's games earlier or something like, so you could yeah. get caught up and that way you're still playing all the games or whatever. But that would suck if it was a game that you hated and you're like, well, yeah. I have to play this cause I just want to play next week's games. I don't yeah. know. There's not a super elegant way. I still am sort of surprised if this is true and this is how the case is, that everyone's system dictates when the season starts. But yeah, it also that, makes sense. It's just know. not it something seems, I had thought of. It seems of. wacky to me. I mean, what better way to kind of like track everybody? You know, it's like harder for it to be like, when did you get your system and turn it on? I mean, yeah, I guess it connect, yeah. connects to the internet or whatever, but... Yeah, I guess... Um, I don't know. That just... I just, it just doesn't seem that like the smartest thing to me because like you're going to run into like the situation where like all the fucking dipshits that insisted on spoiling the Mandalorian, like the second that it went live on yeah on Disney. Cause yeah. you know, like these, I would be shocked if these indie games didn't have like all sorts of crazy little like Easter eggs and kind of, you know, stuff like that, that are going to be really cool to experience and to have it be like, right. Oh yeah, I read about everything that you do in this game. Uh, no, that you know. would suck too. And, and the kind of hallmark feature of this handheld is the crank. And so you know there's games where it's like, holy shit, they thought of using the crank in this way? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be this thing that everyone's like, talking oh, about on cool. Twitter. And you're going to be like, oh, wait well. six weeks to, to get that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a tough problem to have. But anyway, I'm still really excited for this thing. I'm pre-ordering. The moment I can, probably won't buy two, but maybe I'll buy two. Um are you going to get the little case? Oh, yeah. For it? You got to get the case. I'll probably get the case. I think I, so. I'm, I'm not probably going to buy the dumbass Bluetooth speaker, too, when it comes to the out, dog is idiot. coming later. That You can't pre order that yet, but um, I have mixed feelings about that thing. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to them talking more about it. And I guess it depends how much least, it is. Um, like, if it's 100 bucks or whatever, I'm probably out. But if it's like, you know, 40 or 50, then like, sure. Like a cool desk toy, yeah. yeah. Um, the other cool thing is like the dock and the um, case both connect to uh, the unit magnetically by connecting to the screws that hold it together. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then that means you could like come up with a lot of different ways to like stick this, like the system itself into something, you know, like a dock or a case yeah, or whatever. 
um, that was kind of clever. So anyway, I'm unbelievably stoked for this. I'm glad it's finally happening. Yeah. I think it's encouraging that they have 20,000 launching this year. I'm hoping I get into that first batch, but um, I'm also hoping that this thing sells well over that and is a success. Um, I don't know. Like you said, it could go either way. I I don't have a prediction one way or the yeah. other with this. I'm just so stoked to finally like get something made by Teenage Engineering because like I think they make such cool stuff, but like all their audio shit, yeah. like Iris, I don't know. Absolutely no I've, reason. I've come close to just buying them before because they they're neat. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what I'd do with those. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, the other one of the other big questions, I forget which the previews was that I read, but their whole question was like, hey, this thing's quirky and cool, but like, I don't see what the long term health of is it of it is if, you know, this thing doesn't sell well or something like that. Is it just going to be this weird obsolete thing that came out or whatever? Um, I'm not worried about that at all because of no. the potential for all the like homebrew scene or right, whatever. Right, I mean, right. there'll be a lot of cool. The stuff. dev kit is just freely open to anybody and works in a browser, if I remember right. So yeah. like, literally anybody could like drag and drop their way to making their own games yeah. and stuff like that. And so, yeah, the season stuff is cool. But that's also just part of the story of this thing. This is going to be a totally open little system that people can develop for, make apps for, make games for, make whatever for. Um, so I see it having like a long life regardless of whether it sells well or whether the season thing works out or whatever. Um, and I think that's really cool. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it'll be fun to see what happens outside of the official game releases too. Cause and I think I'm a really, lot of cool things will happen. I'm very curious to see what season two is going to look like because I feel like that too. I feel yeah. like they were able to get a lot of these like original games by just kind of, cause panic's just a cool company and everyone, right. you know, when they reach out and we're doing something quirky with teen engineering, probably people are probably yeah. like, Oh yeah, sure. I'll make something silly for this. Yeah, whatever. But now yeah. that it's kind of like blown up as much as it has inside of like the indie cool kids circle, I feel like there's extreme FOMO, amongst people yeah. that like weren't in season one that like really want to make something for this thing. Yeah. And I bet season two is going to just be off the chain. Yeah. You know, I could see that being a thing too. So, so much potential. Yeah. So excited for this stupid thing. So we'll see, I um, guess uh, we'll see next week how the pre-order stuff goes and um, go from there. Hopefully on episode 500, mm. we'll be talking about how we secured our play dates, how we're in the very first batch yeah. And that um, everything was great. And that, uh, yeah. Somehow I don't think that's going to be the case. I think we're going to run into problems. <laughs> well, so um, um, did you read about this monitor that Apple's allegedly working on that has its own A13 chip in it? No, you mentioned this, but I didn't, I haven't yeah. seen anything about this. Well, so this just got posted on uh, Mac Rumors this morning. And it's kind of like an mm. interesting piece of speculation because, like, you know, with, with all this hardware being kind of like built on a similar platform, you know, like the, the Apple yeah. Silicon platform, like, yeah. um, you know, could, and I guess like, you know, the, the question always is like, um, you know, can this processor as a, basically a mobile processor, like really push like a 4k or 5k display doing like cool 3d yeah. stuff at high resolution, you know, I, and I don't know the answer yeah. to that, but like, it also seems pretty cool if like, Apple can just kind of develop a similar thing where it's like, Hey, if you plug in this monitor, like the processor just kind of like boosts your like acts yeah. as an external GPU and like, yeah. you know, sure the one in your laptop might be able to not push it, but like working in tandem 
Weird. Like, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. It's it, Or yeah. maybe it's just nothing. And it's just a dumb, unsubstantiated yeah. rumor. But who knows? But I just think it's, like, yeah, right. really cool. Because, like, that's the exact kind of thing that, like, Apple could do by controlling, like, the top uh-huh. to bottom of this ecosystem, you know? Yeah. That's uh, <clears throat> I would have never thought of doing something like that. Yeah. Or having a, a GPU and a display. Like, what the hell would you even do that for? But... Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense because like, you know, you could run an external GPU on the old Intel Macs, but it was like, right. So expensive and so hacky. And it was like mm-hmm. extremely temperamental with like what would even work with it and things like that. It was a very short list of supported GPUs right. and stuff. But like, if yeah. you just get this functionality out of the box, if it's like, Hey, here's the new Apple pro display, by the way, it's got an external GPU in it. So like it just renders 3d itself on it. Yeah. Over lightning or whatever like that. That could yeah. be really cool. Yeah, I agree. And it'll probably that's be ultra really expensive. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe or maybe not. Maybe yeah. that's part of their plan is like make it be affordable to have something like that. Well, because I thought for the longest <clears throat> time, like, you know, what would be really neat is if Apple kind of worked towards like, you know, the the hardware that is in the different uh, platforms that they have is like the hardware that specific platform needs. Right. So maybe mm-hmm. you know, your, your MacBook air equivalent, like doesn't really need crazy 3d processing as, you know, comparatively like low resolution screen. So they can keep like the battery use really low and stuff like that. Yeah. But if you want to use it as a desktop, like it could use that extra power. So like if you have the ability to create an ecosystem where the extra power just like lives on your desk and is available yeah. when you need it, when you plug your computer in, like right. that seems like it could be really cool. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. That's a really interesting deep in the prospect. speculation zone on that one. Yeah. So we'll see. The other kind of interesting Mac rumor story that I pulled out to talk about is the, the Facebook gaming thing is now available, done in a very similar way as um, uh, like Amazon Luna and uh, Xbox. Um, what do they call it? Game, stream, game streaming thing. Yeah. And right. Stadia and stuff like that. So, so a progressive web app. Or yeah, I don't know who really cares about this too much because, like, it's like Facebook has been pushing into instant gaming for quite a long time on like the PC desktop side of things, yeah. and like it kind of has just made ads like more efficient on that, you know, because it's like you're instead of like seeing an ad for a game in the browser, like you're basically like playing the game inside of your browser that served to you as kind of like a progressive web app sort of thing, and that aspect has been missing from mobile basically since Facebook started doing this stuff, you know? So now, you know, if you do the weird web app thing, like you can engage in Facebook gaming on your iPhone now, which sure. I just know, I know, I remember when like Facebook messenger gaming was supposed to be this Mm -hmm. next big thing or whatever. Um, Or even like for that matter, like Apple's has iMessage games, which never seemed to take off. Although it seemed like a neat idea. But um, my problem with Facebook is like, I, ew, I don't want to touch anything to do with Facebook. And so when I saw <laughs> this story today, I was like, maybe I'll check out how it goes or how it works or something like that. But it's like, no, yeah, I don't even want anything, especially something that's like, this is an app, it, this is an instance of where it's like, maybe if it was an app through the app store, I'd be okay to check it out. But like, that yeah. is like a web page based thing. Like now I'm like, what are they? I didn't think I didn't tracking think of that from you or whatever, it, but 
But yeah, I don't, if it was anyone else from Facebook or anyone other than Facebook, I'd be down. But I just but it's, it's Facebook's these, so gross to me. It's one of these things that you know we look at this and are like, yeah, who's going to use this? But then you consider that Facebook has like billions of users. A billion so like, people will use it. If yeah. like one percent of those people use this, it's like you know probably yeah. in the top ten biggest gaming platforms on the planet, right? Maybe, maybe it comes. It becomes the next big thing. I don't know, but um, I just know I don't even want to touch it to try it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. So, but yet another thing that, um, you know, Apple, Apple's rules push somebody out to the world of progressive web apps, which, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. I still, even with like the X cloud stuff or whatever, I'd much prefer a native app, but it's fine. I've the one I've messed with since they officially released it works just like an app so it's cool yeah it's really no like anything else you know the, the people that are into it will be cool and anyone everyone else yeah. can just choose to ignore it well i think it would be funny the full circle uh would be they um when the iphone originally came out and there was no app store mm-hmm. and steve jobs is like it's cool just write web apps yeah so i don't see what yeah, the problem right. is and everyone was like no 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 and then it was this big push to get the SDK and build official apps and blah, 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 blah. And then the App Store happened and obviously the rest is history. But if it all came back around to being like the App Store is too restrictive and now we have progressive web apps, which are indistinguishable from regular apps. And so now web apps are the thing, yeah. you know, a decade yeah. and a half later, um, yeah, which would, could be the case. Maybe that's the way it goes. I don't know. That would be weird. So do you want to you want to talk about this Genshin Impact thing or start on the other side of your list? Let's... um blaze through these guys which where let's start with warframe so yeah i was kind of i was blown away by this i I was very surprised that they're they're doing a full cross-platform thing like uh fortnite yeah i never um played warframe but it's one of those games you know what it is Mm because a lot of people play it and it's popular or whatever yeah it's kind of like Uh, a but it's basically a mech battle sort of first third-person shootery kind of yeah it's very on online centric it's like a multiplayer game yeah yeah um, which is fine, but um, so they had a big event where they announced a bunch of stuff, and one of them is that they're bringing Warframe to mobile. Um, but like you said, you know, when things come to mobile nowadays, it's sort of like, okay, are you going to be like Fortnite was, where you're just a client and mm-hmm. it syncs across with everything, or are you going to be like your own special mobile version, like Call of Duty Mobile, that mobile's its own thing and the rest of the versions are their own thing? Um, it's going to be. The former, where Warframe on mobile is going to tie in to all the other games, and you're going to have cross-play and cross-progression um, between all the other versions. And they actually demoed it, and it was really cool, because it was like, here's a guy on PC, here's a guy on console, here's a dude on mobile, and here's a dude on Switch. And it's like everyone was in the game together, all playing together, all synced up. Yeah. And uh, that's like the dream, you know what I mean? Like I think a lot more gaming is going to move in that direction, as opposed to... Um, <clears throat> you know splintering people off like yeah. it, it sounds weird now to think like just because somebody my friend is a pc gamer and i'm a console gamer we don't we can't play together like that sounds re- weird and restrictive whereas even five or ten years ago that was just normal yeah. so um i think mobile is going to be increasingly more a part of that pie because um why shouldn't it be you right. know why couldn't why shouldn't you be able to pull your phone out or your iPad out or whatever and, and get some gaming in on, even if that's not your like dedicated platform for playing this particular thing, um, you could still pop in with some people and, and 
you know, do your thing. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I'm curious. Uh, and I haven't followed up on this game in a very long time. My friends were really into it for a while. And um, mm. they uh, that, that's when they had just released the Switch version of the game. But if I recall correctly, uh-huh. it was like you had to kind of like choose where you wanted to play because you could play cross platform, but not bring your your uh, like shit with you. So if you like started playing mm. on the Switch and it might have mm-hmm. been like a Nintendo restriction, you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, but if you started on the switch and then moved to the PC, you couldn't use your switch account. But if you oh, okay. had friends that were playing on PC, you could play with them on your switch. You just couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was something to do with like the virtual currency or purchases or um, whatever. I wonder if that's all sort of makes now. sense because that yeah, was kind of my, sure. like I didn't get into it. Cause I was like, Oh man, like I, what if I'm like a few hours into this on the switch and I'm like, eh, you know, this, this just kind of sucks. Like, but I like the game. It'd be better if it was on PC yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, god damn it! Now over. I need to like start <laughs> over on the PC. That sucks." Yeah, yeah. I I <clears throat> I hope the future though is like a video game is just a video game, and where you play it doesn't matter. Right. It's the same right. game everywhere. You know I, what I yeah, mean? I like Maybe that. some graphical changes and stuff like that based on on the platform. But um, I love the idea that your progress and stuff gets saved to a cloud and that a game can exist on its own without being like platform dependent. Yeah. And I'll, we'll actually get to that in a minute. Cause I had an interesting experience. I also, I also kind of like the idea more of like, okay, maybe, you know, you don't have the full version of something on mobile, but like a very good kind of like companion experience because like, yeah, you know, some, some of these games just like don't really lend themselves to, you know, because they have like very long session times or whatever. Right. Like don't really lend themselves to like, being a good mobile experience but like yeah you know so i always think about like like warzone because i fucking play it constantly where like yeah i wouldn't want to play it on my phone i mean sure if they really sound the phone cool but like what would be very useful to me is if there was like <clears throat> like a warzone companion app where i could like change mm-hmm. all the loadouts of my <clears throat> of my guys mm-hmm. you know like customize my guns yeah. and like do that sort of thing because what what will happen a lot is like i'll be you know, just kind of like looking at my phone, like during the day or when I'm out or whatever and see like a video mm. where it's like, Oh, you got to try this new rifle. Like here's exactly how I, you know, load it out. And then and you have to stuff. remember to try yeah, and, and if I could be like, Oh cool. Like, let me, yeah, let me load up my like Warzone companion thing, like set, set yeah. this up. And then when I play tonight, I'll be ready to go. Like, right, I think that right. kind of stuff, um, is very underutilized right now too. So I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I hope this all just becomes normal where it's like, you know, games just sort of exist everywhere. If they don't make sense to exist everywhere, like at least they have like these different touch points that you can kind of like be involved in them anywhere you are. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. I mean, if engagement with your brand or your game yeah. or whatever is like the big thing, give people more ways to engage through every yeah. device that they own. Because like, I don't know, it's, um, it's kind of annoying. Like when you like, you know, if I, if my friends text me, like, hey, you're playing Warzone, you want to get on? I'm like, yeah, okay, hang on. I need like 10 minutes to set up my gun first. Like, yeah, right. you know, yeah. <laughs> but no, I agree. So, um, anyway, no release date was uh, announced, but it sounds like it's going to be this year. Um, the full fat Warframe will be on mobile, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, similarly to Warframe, uh, Wizard of Legend is one of those super popular games on other platforms that um, I've never tried myself, but now it's coming to mobile. Which this makes a lot of sense to me. This looks like a game that would just work well on mobile. Anyway, it's kind of a wayward, soulsy, yeah. top-down dungeon crawler roguelike. Um, there's a billion of those on on mobile already. So one that's super popular and super critically acclaimed seems like a no-brainer to uh, bring it to mobile. But it's taken a a while. But Humble uh, Games will be publishing this one, 
And um, this is one of those games I'm excited for because I've heard so much good things about it, but just have never gotten around to playing it anywhere else. So yeah. once it's on mobile, I will definitely play it, um, which is pretty cool. So good to see that announced. And then um, two kind of interesting stories in the Apple Arcade-averse. Um, Tetris Beat and Monster Hunter Stories Plus were two of the games that popped up in the uh, coming soon section of Apple Arcade. Um, I thought this was interesting because this is two pretty big game franchises. Um, Tetris Beat, I don't know if you remember the drama of, of the, the official Tetris game. First of all, Tetris is like a roller coaster of crazy shit over the years on mobile, right? Like there's been 50 different versions. The IP has been handed to a million different developers. It's just this huge cluster of a mess. It's just a mess. And um, so most recently, though, I want I think it was in 2019 or maybe 2018, um, Network, Neil Young's company, um, they, uh, Neil Young from Njimoko, um, he went off to start this company called Network. They got the Tetris license. Um, EA's official was previously like the official Tetris people on mobile. Those versions got pulled and then Network created a brand new Tetris for mobile. Um, and it was so funny because when it released, it was like five bucks or something like that. It was paid. And everyone was like, oh my God, like a paid Tetris. And it played super well. It was super made specifically for mobile. It just felt great. It was like the best Tetris. Mm -hmm. And it was like a situation where the previous Tetrises had been like Tetris Blitz and free to play this or whatever. So a lot of jaded people were like, holy crap, like Tetris, but a good version yeah. for mobile premium. Like, how is this happening? Well, also, then, too, like, you know, you can't you can't mention Tetris without kind of like the several very good Tetris clones that have been released over the years. It just got like legally fucked into the Stone Age by. Yeah. You know, like they're the, very, very protective over their yeah. Tetris. But um, but so anyway, so that Tetris launched and everyone was like, holy crap, this is great. And then like a, a month or two or maybe three later. I guess it didn't do well because they completely flipped the script, made it super free to play, pretty much bamboozled anyone that had bought it already yeah. by not giving them like anything, added all this gross, scummy free to play stuff or whatever, and just really ruined the experience, which was like such a bummer because it was everyone was so high on this like good version of Tetris that pretty much got like crippled through post release updates or whatever. I don't I didn't follow it beyond that. I don't know if they ever fixed it or if it's still that way or whatever. Anywho, all that is just to say that Network is the people making Tetris Beat. And this is kind of a um, rhythm game mashup with Tetris with a bunch of licensed music and stuff. So kind of a cool idea if you watch the trailer. It looks pretty neat. Um, I think the uh, the big thing if that, th that like, you know, concept doesn't do anything for you, um, it seems like this is going to have plain Jane Tetris modes too. Yeah. So because it's on Apple Arcade, there's no chance of it going, you know, turning sour down the road like yeah. the previous version did. So that's cool. So at least we know they can make a really good Tetris for mobile. And at least we know if it's on Apple Arcade, there's no chance of it getting mucked up in the future. Um, whether or not the beat portion of it is cool or not, I don't know. It's a neat idea. So yeah, I'm interested okay. to check that out. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed then, um, like random variations of Tetris, you know, like the different like 3D yeah. ones that have come out. Like the Tetris VR was really cool. Everyone um, keeps telling me to play Tetris Connected or whatever the one on Xbox is that's free. I, um, I haven't played that one. Tetris 100 or 99 or whatever was Tetris 99 was outstanding. Super fun. So um, 
so anyway, Tetris beat um, the the App Store data says it's coming August 20th. So we'll see if that holds true or whatever. But it doesn't seem like it's super far off. And then the other game announced, Monster Hunter Stories Plus. Um, this is really interesting to me because Monster Hunter Stories launched on mobile. It was originally a 3DS game, if I remember right. And um, they did a mobile port, and it was fantastic. And I'm not a Monster Hunter person at all, but I really got into stories. It's hmm. super fun. It's more of a regular RPG with monster hunting stuff than a, a traditional Monster Hunter game. But that's kind of what I think I liked about it, because I've always bounced really hard off, off legit Monster Hunter games. Um, so I feel like this is like a nice blend um, for people that maybe didn't like the the full thing or whatever. But just a really good game all around. The sequel just released on just Switch, maybe, or I forget what platforms, but Monster Hunter Stories 2 just came out. Um, and so it's interesting because this was, it's a paid game. The original mobile release is, was like 20 bucks or something like that, you know, yeah. which isn't crazy, but um, I don't know. It's it's interesting they're going to be offering this essentially included for Apple Arcade subscribers. And um, I don't know, I'll take it as an opportunity to, to play through it again because it's such a good game or whatever. But that's also a really hardcore offering to offer like Apple Arcade people, especially after all the stuff of like, we want more games like Grindstone or whatever. Um, this is pretty opposite of anything from Grindstone. So pretty cool. And that's a big get, I feel like. That's a big franchise from Capcom, uh, one of their main ones. So being part of Apple Arcade, I'd love to know how that deal went down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. So anyway, the... Uh, What's the date on Monster Hunter Stories? This one says August 6th. So that might just be a couple of weeks away, although those dates are hit yeah, and miss. But, um, yeah, but anyway, pretty cool stuff coming to Apple Arcade. I've been like more hot over Apple Arcade, you know, the last couple of weeks, just trying more games and, and being excited by more games. And then um, it just recently dawned on me that I have family sharing um, as part of because I do the Apple One bundle or whatever. And um, so I was like, oh, crap, like, Pam, you can download any of these games on this Apple Arcade tab you want. Like, just go nuts or whatever. And um, she loves word games. And so I was like, have you ever played Spell Tower? No, try yeah, Spell yeah. Tower. Yeah. That's all she's been doing. <laughs> like, obsessed with Spell Tower. And I'm like, yeah, it's really good. And it got me to re-download it, too, and be like, oh, crap. Now I'm, like, hooked it's on really Spell good. Tower again. So Really good. But anyway, that's just like, there's, Apple Arcade's just getting really good. I, I was, I, I was like hesitant about them adding old games the way they were but i actually think it makes a lot of sense um and it's just a really good value add for the for the service but anyway on the topic of apple arcade so skate city probably my not probably far and away my most played apple arcade game probably one of my top most played games out of all mobile games forever yeah, i played this game truly outstanding death. yeah super fun um, and so they just released a new level, which, uh, they've only released that's launched with three and then they, they've added one more, I think late last year. And so this is the second new map to, to launch in the game, which is a big deal, a whole brand new map, um, based on Tokyo because Tokyo Olympics started today and all that stuff. So it was kind of like this tie in and, uh, cool story. Like this is a cool enough story to talk about on the show anyway. However, I had an experience. And this goes back to what we were just talking about with like cloud saving and, and whatever. Um, I My biggest bone with Apple to pick is their terrible management of multiple iTunes accounts. Yes. And it's a problem that we've run into a bunch over the years because we had a 
and have a touch arcade specific account mm -hmm. that we would all share with whoever was writing for touch arcade or whatever. So you could just buy games once a lot of people could play them for coverage reasons or whatever. It's almost like a business account. And then I also have my personal, uh, iTunes account that I would have for my iCloud and stuff like that. And then my Apple music or whatever. And so it's always been really frustrating for me. Um, if I'm logged into the TA account on, on the app store and load up the Apple music app, it thinks I'm logged in under that. Like it doesn't register that I have Apple music. I have to yeah. log out of the iTunes store and log in under myself for Apple music to yeah, work. I mean, and then of course it takes yeah. a few minutes to sync everything and load everything. And it's just a huge pain in the ass. She's Spotify. Like, Those... No. <laughs> So I'm like, those two things are very separate, though. Like, there's the music and there's the app store. Why is are they tied to each other or whatever? Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's just an it's an annoyance, but it's whatever. I deal with it. I've kind of learned how to to manage it. Yeah. Um, but this was something I'd never encountered before that really screwed me up. So previously, when Apple Arcade launched, um, we subscribed through it through the Touch Arcade. App Store account because why wouldn't you subscribing to it for work or whatever and coverage? Um, and then when I got the Apple One bundle because I was buying that anyway, um, and it came with Apple Arcade anyway, I canceled the work one through the Touch Arcade account, so that no longer has Apple Arcade. Mm -hmm. um, but I still had a lot of games downloaded originally through that work account. So <laughs> one of those games was Skate City. And so when this update came out, and I feel like I didn't have this problem before, so I don't know if it just hasn't been updated since before I changed to my personal account or if it's just a new thing, but it wouldn't let me update um, that game no matter who I was logged in. If I logged in under the TA account, it wouldn't update. If I logged in under my own, which has Apple Arcade, it wouldn't update. It recognized I hadn't subscribed, but it wouldn't allow me to update because it says some other account did whatever or whatever. And so it's really frustrating because I want to play the new level and I'm like, what do I do? And so if you go on the main menu of Skate City, up in the top corner, it says load game and you click on it and it's like a list of games, like game progress saves. And it add mine there and it showed all the medals and achievements and stuff I've earned over the last two years. I'm surprised. So is that not linked to Game Center or it is? So it is. It, there's game center, but I, the, so down at the bottom of that same screen, it says, if you have iCloud enabled, your game progress will sync. If you move between devices, blah, 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 blah. That sounds like my progress is in the cloud. Right. And so when I saw that, I felt like, okay, I'm just going to delete this and then redownload it from my personal account that has touch arcade or has Apple arcade. And that's gotta be, you know, fine. You know what I mean? That way Future updates, there won't be any, you know, messing around or whatever. So I deleted the game. I redownloaded it, load it all up, go to the load game thing. They're all blank. And I'm like, what? Hmm. And so uh, my progress was not in the cloud, even though it really seemed like it should have been. It seemed like it was an automatic thing. Well, but what account was it in the cloud for, though? So I that's what I'm thinking happened. But I've never been logged into iCloud under the Touch Arcade account on my phone, right? Mm, but maybe there's saying. something maybe there's something in the App Store that thought that's the account that downloaded it. That's the account that will send it to that cloud account 
whether it's on I'm logged into it or not. So maybe my game progress is hanging out in the cloud under Tetracade's account, but not mine. But this long story is all just to say that I lost all my progress in Skate City. Super frustrating because um, it's one of those games that I play. I just veg out and like free skate and don't really yeah. think about it a lot. That's like the majority of my time playing it. But it does have a bunch of challenges and achievements. And there's a lot of gaming stuff in it that's fun to do when you're in the mood for that sort of thing. Um, and a lot of them were like difficult. Like think of like Tony Hawk when you had to get a challenge that's like, a miracle you did this crazy combo and you got the score and you achieved the thing and you're like oh thank god i've been trying all day yeah. you know there's a lot of stuff like that on it where it's like oh i'm glad i don't i glad i don't have to do that again <laughs> but here i am i have to do it all again and it's been like a mixture of fun and annoying going back through and redoing all the achievements and redoing all the missions and all that stuff um because some of it is it's still fun but then sometimes it's just like man i'm so irritated and the way it's it's gated is like you have you know three goals you can go for but you got to beat them all to unlock the next yeah. three and the next yeah. three and the next three so if you do get stuck on one you're pretty much stuck on it until you feel like actually completing it and um so yeah i don't know some games it's like my progress got wiped but it's awesome i got to play through the whole game again and it actually turned out to be really fun that's kind of true here but it's also super frustrating because i'm like dude some of those like high scores i had i don't know that i could do again and yeah 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 well, so, so whatever the, your problem is you were playing this game and then you got it deleted and you went back to it. You need to wait mm-hmm. like 10 years until you've forgotten Maybe. everything. And then it's like <laughs> playing a whole brand new game. Like I just played through symphony of the night again. I haven't played it in so long. It was like, I forgot where everything was and it was like, Oh, this yeah. is neat. Like this is like almost a new game, but I mean, kind of know That's how it ends, true. but yeah. Um, you know, it's fun. So no, I couldn't wait 10 years to play this game again. This is like my go-to time mm-hmm. killer with yeah, TV on game. Um, Symphony of the Night, anyway. by the way, you played that, right? Castlevania Symphony yeah. of the Night? The, I don't know what it is about that game, but it is positively timeless. I oh, mean, yeah. like, it's, I like mean, there's that, a reason it's in the top one or two best games of all time lists. Like, if, you, if that game came out today as a brand new, like, mm-hmm. Xbox and play, PS5 game, everyone would be like, this fucking rules. Like, you know, like, no changes or anything. Like, the Dude. exact same game. Yeah. It would be amazing. And it's, it, does, it's just, it does everything right. It's crazy because it, so I, w- I was looking at it and um, it came out within like six months of the original Resident Evil for the PlayStation. And yeah. like when you load that game up now, it is like, Woof. holy shit, yeah. how did I ever play this? This is awful. Yeah, I know, right? It's and it's crazy. just like, it's just so wild to me, like just how good of a job Konami did as far as like coming up with like a, a absolutely timeless game. Well, beyond that, it came out at a time when it was like pff, 2D game. Okay, yeah. you know, get with the times. Yeah, we yeah, play yeah. 3D games now. You know what I mean? And all of those early 3D games look like ass, and a lot of them play like ass because it took years for them to figure out how to do 3D right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then games like Symphony of the Night. I, there's a lot of really good like 2D games that came out in those eras that still are super good. Yeah. Um, that I feel like got skipped over at the time because they weren't 3D or whatever. Um, but yeah, Symphony of the Night is just timeless. Forever right. best Castlevania right. game. Um, anyway, let's hit this last story. Uh, Daddy's got to go pee-pee. <laughs> um, so this was an interesting, not expected announcement. Genshin Impact just got his big 2.0 update. They released a new um, like area of the map to explore, which is a huge deal. And uh, all that comes along with that. 
new uh, characters, new missions, blah, 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 blah. Genshin Impact, it's great. You know what, what amuses me on Genshin Impact, though? Like, this is one of those games where it's like the people that are like, oh, I hate mobile games. They're for idiots and babies, and they all just uh, waste your money and are full of gotchas oh, and Genshin everything Impact? else. Oh, I've 400 yeah, like, hours in that. Oh, Genshin Impact? Oh, I love that game. I've, I, that's all I do is play Genshin Impact. I've spent so much money in it. It's, not, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's on PC and PlayStation, so it's not a mobile game. But... Um, but yeah, no, it's super funny. Like, uh, there's actually a ton of examples of games like that where yeah. it's like, God, I hate mobile games. But oh, yeah. these are Hearth, the five like that I play. Oh, every all day. I do is play Hearthstone. Yeah. I've got two thousand dollars in Hearthstone. <laughs> right. Um, so anyway, alongside the big 2.0 update, which is its own big thing, um, they announced a collaboration with Sony to bring the main character from uh, Aloy. I guess is her name. The main character from Horizon Zero Dawn is now going to be a character in Genshin Impact, hmm. which um, that's not something I would have expected. Um, it's interesting too, because, uh, so she'll first show up in version 2.1. So 2.0 just launched 2.1 will be the next update or whatever. Um, and it will bring Aloy and, uh, only for people on PlayStation platforms. So you can play this on PS4 and PS5. So it'll be exclusive to PlayStation until version 2.2 and at that point, anybody on any platform can get her and, and add their character or whatever. But um, kind of a timed exclusivity sort of thing. And then during that time, say you do have PlayStation and you get her, um, she'll be unlocked for you no matter what game or what yeah. platform you play on. It's kind of um, interesting. So then you can hop into mobile and, and play with her. Yeah, it's kind of interesting how um, you know now that everything seems to be going so cross platform. The idea of like an exclusive is kind of going out the window with it. Right. And it's been really kind of fascinating to watch how they've still managed to come up with things that kind of are like that. You know, like there's been a lot of just different timed exclusives where it's like, Oh, if you play this multiplayer game, you get access to this map first or like, you know, or things like that for like two weeks for everyone else or right. 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 Which I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting. And uh, It's it's an it's a fitting it's a good character to add to this game. I think she fits in well, um, but also uh, it's a big like Sony exclusive character too. So like I mean uh, maybe not on the level of like a Master Chief, but if there was like a Master Chief that was exclusive to people, that, I don't think Engine Impact's on Xbox right now. But you know what I mean, like something is like it, that is it or, not? or whatever. I thought it was. I don't think I don't so. Know, maybe maybe it is. I haven't really paid attention. Um, you know, it's something like that where I feel like. Oh damn! Like a, a a crossover with something else might have made more sense. This one just kind of caught me off guard. So, any case, um, if you play on PlayStation, or even if you just have access to a PlayStation, it is not available probably, on Xbox. They have I didn't no plans so. to bring it to Xbox anytime soon. Really? So they're sweethearts with Sony. That's I guess that's not surprising. Just kind um, of weird that it's not. It's on Sony and PC. Sony yeah. consoles, PC, and mobile, but not Xbox, huh? Yeah. I wonder yeah. what Sony paid for that exclusivity, or if they paid anything. I would assume. I don't they know. Did. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It is interesting, but um, pretty cool. So if you have a PlayStation console, um, you can hop in on this exclusive. I wonder if it's because uh, in Asian territories, it seems like PlayStation is just way more popular than Xbox. I, I bet that has something to do with it. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever the case, surprising crossover news, pretty cool. And that's all I had to talk about in terms of uh, mobile gaming news this week. Probably time to, uh, oh, what the hell is happening? 
did that do anything for you? I just hit screen share on accident. No, but um, I'd love for you to share your screen with me. You don't want to see what's on my screen, buddy. Oh, um, I, the things I've seen, Jared. The things I've seen. Oops. Anywho, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode, episode 499. Next episode is 500. Uh, maybe we'll do something cool for it. Most likely not. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> uh, as always, uh, Tetsar Case primarily supported through you guys, our listeners, and our readers, and our viewers. So if you like what we do want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash Tetrarcade. Consider throwing a little support our way. Also, you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon and uh, keep some of that extra money out of uh, Jeff Bezos' pocket. He's just wasting it going to space anyway. God, um, dude, I couldn't believe that. You, you saw, you saw the press conference afterwards, right? All of it. Oh, my All God. All of it is so bananas, and we don't have any time to talk about it. But maybe we'll talk about it next week. But the whole thing is just bananas. Can you but, imagine being his publicist watching that? Oh God, I, yeah. Dude is off his rocker. Anyway, um, also forgot to mention, uh, shoot us an email, podcast at touchrk.com. Love getting emails. So thanks again for listening to this week's episode, and we'll be back with another episode, episode 500 of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.